What's happening? Welcome into the Matt Bernier Show, part of the In The Money Media Network. My name is Matt Bernier. You can follow me on Twitter at Bernier underscore Matt. Today is Tuesday, May the 2nd, 2023. It's episode 158 of the pod. More importantly, it is the Kentucky Oaks and the Kentucky Derby edition of the show. However you listen, thank you for doing so. Many ways to find the show, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, InTheMoneyPodcast.com. You can also listen over on YouTube, search bar, Matt Bernie, your show. You will get this episode along with the 157 prior. This week's show is going to be pretty cut and dry. I'm going to take a look at the Kentucky Oaks. I will give you an official pick as well as the Kentucky Derby. It's not going to be a horse-by-horse kind of preview. You can find that many other spots, including, and I would say most importantly, the Monster Pod from the Players Podcast within the Money Media. I know it is primarily dealing with the Kentucky Derby, but uh, you get a good horse-by-horse breakdown from all of the best and smartest minds in horse racing. Um, and here you're just stuck with my brain and my thoughts about the two races. Uh, going forward for the rest of the week, by the time you listen to this, it's probably already come and gone, but uh, I'll be on the first seven races at Churchill on FanDuel TV+. Plus. Be sure to download that app if you've got uh, Roku, Fire Stick, any of that kind of stuff. Download it on your TV. Watch from home. It's all free. You just got to sign in. You're good to go. Uh, Thursday is going to be a meeting day, and then Friday and Saturday, NBC coverage on 15 different areas. I, I couldn't even begin to tell you where. It's a combination of Peacock, USA, and the big network, NBC. So that's that. I'm just going to be giving picks out there, though, so you, you, you won't see much of me over those two days. Uh, again, this show, it's I'm, I'm not going to give you a horse-by-horse breakdown. I'm going to give you my thoughts on how I landed on the horses that I did. Um, neither of them are overly creative opinions. I think it's one of those years where both... You know, you've got clear-cut favorites in both the Oaks and the Derby with wet paint and Forte. I think they are both very likely winners. I don't know that I think they're going to be good win bets necessarily, um, but I'm not throwing them out of multi-race bets. I will be using both of them, albeit defensively for Forte. I will certainly be using wet paint because I do think she is the most likely winner of Friday's Oaks. The weather forecast currently, I mean, I've seen six different things over the past 18 hours, never mind, you know, 18 days. I've seen rain, I've seen beautiful, I've seen somewhere in between, I've seen up to 75, I've seen down to 60. I have no idea, and at this point, I mean, I can't control that. Whatever happens, happens. So, I'm going to give you where I landed for both the Oaks and the Derby, kind of the thought process behind it, and some horses that I will be using in some iteration in multi-race wagers. Individual race, maybe we'll kind of key in on the Derby from a super effective standpoint. But for the most part, this is going to be on top picks and then maybe sort of tiering them how I would play with the multiple tickets sort of scenario with uh, multi-race bets. All right, here we go. Kentucky Oaks, race number 11 on Friday afternoon. Churchill Downs, 551 Eastern. Scheduled post time. Phillies going a mile and an eighth over the main track. We'll find out what the condition of the main track is. Again, it could be great. It could be terrible. I have no idea. And I'm not going to waste a lot of time sort of freaking out one way or the other. It is what it is. Wet paint. We have to start the conversation there. I think she is the most likely winner. 
I'm going to be using her. I think she is an A if you are playing sort of A, Bs, and Cs. Maybe some of you go even deeper than that. Me personally, I just go, I guess you could say A's and B's, but I, in my head, I kind of contextualize it as A's and C's because I only give myself one screw-up. Basically, if I'm playing a pick three, a pick four, pick five, pick six, I have to have the vast majority of the sequence correct. And I'll give myself one kind of get out of jail free card. And if I can't get it like that, then I probably shouldn't be playing the sequence A. And B, you know, realistically, what's it going to come back? You know, I know it's, it's easy to sit here and just kind of speculate about that sort of thing, but... That's, in my head, how I go about it. I don't need to get into all the machinations of two Bs and two As and three As and two Bs and, and a Z and a P and an R. I don't care. I have I have mains and I have backups. Basically, a backup or two in each race. Sometimes not even in each race, depending on how deep I go with the As. But you should always tier your opinion and your tickets. Emphasize your opinions. Keeneland was... It was the best meet I've ever had, an individual meet. And it was because I tiered my selections, I pressed up my opinions, and I got lucky a handful of times. I would strongly encourage all of you to do the same. And on a few of those scores for me, I had three big scores at Keeneland. And I guess big is all, it's all relative depending on what you think big would be. But I had three good scores. And I don't believe I, the pick six, I didn't put more than 350 total into it, something like that. The all turf pick three that I smashed, I think, I believe all in, that was a $60 wager. And the pick three on opening day was a $90 bet. So I, it's not a matter of putting together $1,500 tickets. It's a matter of putting together smaller tickets and playing them for 10 or $20. And I would encourage you to do that this weekend at Churchill Downs. So wet paint is an A. I'm not trying to, you know, get cute and say I'm beating her and th- or throwing her out entirely. I, I just, I think she's too solid. I was torn between two horses in here. Like I said, I'm not going to give you every single filly or every single colt in these two races. Defining Purpose owes me not a dime. She was the first big score that I had at Keeneland. I'm I'm dubious about her. I shouldn't say dubious. I just don't know that I'm sold on her getting better as the distance gets longer. She needed the short stretch in the Ashland to get it done. So I'm not using her prominently, let's put it that way. Maybe as a backup. And I haven't put all my backups together, but she's not an A. Pretty Mischievous is not an A. The blinkers on, though, to me, is kind of the X factor in the race or the wild card, other than the obvious one, which we'll talk on momentarily. Because I think her best is good enough to be competitive. Her Fairgrounds Oaks, I don't think was her best, but also you have to wonder, did another filly just kind of jump up and prove that maybe she's better than her? The blinkers going on the outside draw, I think pretty mischievous if you're just watching the break, as the horses get out of the gate, there are two horses that I'm going to be keeping my eyes on. The 14 Pretty Mischievous and the horse that I ultimately did not pick, but I was really torn on, and that's the 6 Botanical. 
Now I will use Botanical as an A. The morning line scares me a little bit. I think four to one is way too short. Because while she is the fastest of this crop, she's the fastest on surfaces that are not dirt. And while she's trained beautifully, that doesn't mean that she's actually going to fire on the main track on Friday. I think she's very talented, but if she were 10 to 1 or even 8 to 1, if I thought she would be that kind of price, I would have probably been more inclined to give her a look. I think this morning line's pretty close. Maybe she's not 4, maybe she's 5. It depends how hard people go on wet paint. I could see wet paint being 8 to 5. Botanical will be an A. She is not who I decided to go with, though. I ultimately landed on the 4 South Lawn at 8 to 1 for Norm Cassie. I chatted with Norm the other night uh, as part of the FanDuel Plus, excuse me, the FanDuel TV Plus coverage on opening night. And I had a chance to interview him, and he said it kind of flat out. And, and Norm is not, you know, beat your chest, kind of, you know, saying this, that, and the other, that all these are the greatest things since sliced bread. He's, he's a very sort of level headed guy. And in the interview, he just flat out said it. He goes, I'm, I'm running out of reasons why she can't win this race. She's paired up buyers of 86. You all know, or at least those of you that have listened to this show more than a handful of times, um, that is a pet angle of mine. Paired up, buyer speed figure tops. I think precede a forward move. Um, I believe it's, it's out there, but this filly had a breathing issue. And they fixed that. That's part of the reason she was gone for as long as she was. They fixed it, and she's come back with two giant efforts. She blew the doors off of N1X Company, and then she goes out there and handled the, the New Orleans Phillies, which, I mean, look, I don't know that I'm, <laughs> I don't know that it's a, a bragging point, because I don't know how strong they have been, but she did it the right way. I know she's a little bit light on Timeform US's numbers, but I think South Lawn ticks a lot of boxes. I think she's going the right way. And in a year where, aside from wet paint, these girls have kind of taken turns beating each other. Or, or laying eggs. South Lawn as a three-year-old hasn't done anything wrong. I think both of her races have been good. Also, if it rains, not the end of the world. She's run well on wet tracks in the past. So I think South Lawn offers a bit of value. I haven't priced the whole race out. There's 17 million things going on this week. I'm still in Lexington. My family is still here. They're going to be here right through the Derby. I'm going back and forth between Louisville and Lexington each day, which really isn't that bad. Those of you that live down here, that might be, and those of you that have never made that sort of trip back and forth, it may be the straightest stretch of road I've ever driven on. The only thing that rivals it is where I stayed last year for Kentucky Downs Racing, or two years ago, whenever it was, from the hotel, which was a little outside of Nashville, to Franklin, Kentucky, where Kentucky Downs is. I'm, ki- I'm not kidding you. That felt like a drag strip. If you had a, a top field dragster or a funny car or something like that, you, drop the hammer. The only thing you'd have to watch out for is blown out tires from the 18-wheelers. I digress. South Lawn, I like her. I was impressed with the fairgrounds race. I, I would be lying if I said I was super confident that that group of fillies down there was all that in a bag of chips. But she's at least going the right direction. And I think Norm does a great job. And 
I like her versatility, her tactical speed, but she's not dependent on the lead. Uh, I, I want South Lawn. So the three A's that I'm going to be using for the Oaks in multiple different wagers, whether it's an Oaks Derby double, um, whether it's the two-day pick six, they've got a, a handful of different wagers. South Lawn will be an A. She may even be an A+. Plus, and I was explaining that to somebody the other day where I'm not afraid to stand on an A slightly more than the rest of the A's. And I say the rest of the A's, I, I try not to go more than about two or three with A's because all of a sudden your, your backups can get rather expensive. And they're just that, they're backups. South Lawn would be an A slash an A+. Plus. Wet Paint would be an A. Botanical would be an A. Beyond that, maybe I'm going to use a, a piece of Pretty Mischievous. Maybe I'm going to use a piece of Defining Purpose. And that would probably be for the pick six. Beyond that, I don't want any of them. I do like Gambling Girl. I, I don't know that I think she's good enough for this, but um, that's it. That's how I'm looking at the Oaks. South Lawn, Botanical, and Wet Paint. Those are the three A's that I'm using with the top pick being South Lawn. Saturday is race number 12, scheduled post 657 Eastern. It is the 149th running of the Kentucky Derby. It will be on NBC. Uh, you'll, you'll see me for a hot minute throwing out a pick in here. But those of you that listen, you're already going to know who I'm picking ahead of time. 23-year-olds, same as we did with the Oaks. I'm not going to give you horse by horse. I will identify a handful, tell you what I'm doing with them how I'm planning on using them in, in these multi-race bets. And let's kind of go through... Yeah, why not? Let's take a, a, a post-position-ish order. And again, I'm not going through every horse. The two verifying, I've said it for weeks. I stand by it, especially with this draw. I don't believe he's going to get a mile and a quarter. I'm just, I'll die on that sword. On that sword. He's, I'm just not going to use him anywhere. Not questioning his talent. I think he's very good. I, those of you that uh, used to pay attention when I worked at the racing forum, I was still there when they ran the first Saudi Cup. And Midnight Bisu ran. And I had said, yes, she's, you know, she's won at a mile and an eighth before. And I know Saudi Cup's a mile and an eighth, but it's one turn. And I felt like that was when she was at her absolute best, going one turn. Whether it's a seven-eighths, whether it's a mile, whether it's nine furlongs, whatever. I don't have anything truly to back this up. But I have a feeling that's what this horse is going to be. When we look back, let's say a year from now, where did verifying really make his hay? This is a prediction. You guys can throw shit back in my face if I'm wrong. I will, I will absolutely wear it. I, I have no problem wearing things when I'm wrong, when I know I'm wrong. I bet verifying ends up being best around one turn, seven-eighths of a mile, that kind of one-turn mile. So I'm thinking Jerkins, Malibu, Cigar Mile, those kind of races. That, just a hunch. Just a hunch. Call me crazy. I won't use him anywhere. Two fills I will use everywhere. From a multi-standpoint, he's probably more of a backup. And you know what? Most of these horses are backups. If not... I, I I withhold the right to, to change my mind. I think I may only have one A in the multis. Two fills, though, if I'm playing the super, 
which you got, I'm going to throw a little piece at it. Uh, I'm going to use him in all slots, one through four. I just think he's a good horse. I don't think the, the synthetic race was a fluke. I thought he ran well in, in New Orleans over the winter. Um, I think Two Fills is a good horse. I think he's a terrible price at 12 to 1, but I, I think Two Fills is a good horse. Confidence game. <sighs> I had it set in my head. I, I hate the Rebel. I don't like the Rebel. The form, I don't think it's any good. It was a wet track. He's on his left lead. He hasn't run in months. And then he comes and, you know, lights the world on fire with these last two workouts. I know they were separated by two weeks, but I feel like now I'm, I'm compelled to use it because he's going to be 20 to 1. He's not going to be, you know, vying for favoritism. It, maybe he's not even fully underneath. Maybe he's third and fourth. Maybe he's just fourth. I don't know. But I'll have a little sliver of confidence game underneath. I will not have him in any multis. This is my opinion. Tapatrice was the... The Bluegrass may have been the loser in the post-draw. Because Verifying, I think, has to go now. And Tapatrice, I just... I'm fascinated to see what he does when he's in behind horses. Because it's going to happen. I don't see a scenario where it doesn't. You're telling me all of a sudden he's going to break like a shot? And even if he does, you're going to be able to angle him out into the clear with all these other horses to his outside trying to come over? I, I just don't... I'm having a hard time drawing up a great trip for this horse. And I know people have said, oh, well, you know, he just keeps winning. Just keeps winning. Gets out into the clear every time. You're right. That doesn't mean it's going to happen again. I'm not saying it can't. But do you want to find out at 5-1? to one? I don't. I don't even know if I want to use him as a backup in multis. I'm, I would use him underneath for a super. 2, 3, and 4. And I may even go with a bit of like a, a bigger key with three or four horses that are keyed in three of the four slots and then use like extras and kind of wheel them through. Tapatrice would probably be part of that bigger key. Uh, but I, I just... And this has nothing to do with... And by the way, if you're interested, go back and listen to the... Oh, Jesus. It was mid-December. I did sort of the three-year-old look ahead with the boys and the girls, two separate pods. Uh, the boys, it checked out pretty well. Tapatrice, he was my 1B. Here he is. He's going to be the second choice in the Derby. Um, confidence game was in that spot. There was one other horse whose name is slipping my mind. Um, so, you know, not, not a terrible record there. But point being, I think that the horse has talent. I just, you need to decide. I said it on FanDuel TV Plus earlier today. Value is in the eye of the beholder. If you think five to one, if you think he should be two to one and he's five to one, you you smash him. You put everything through him. If you're like me, and I haven't priced it out, but you think he's probably closer to realistically eight to one, ten to one, and he's gonna be half that, he's just not appealing on the win end. Kingsbarns, I had gone so far back and forth with him, and I think I'm landing on God. I don't even want to say this. I think I'm landing on throwing him out entirely, but I I think there's a, a chance that six months from now, we look back and say Kingsbarns is the best of all the Pletcher horses. I'm going to reserve judgment there. I, 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 I can't definitively say one way or the other. Mage, I'm throwing him out. Love him. Think he's extremely talented. I think this is going to be too much too soon. Skinner. Underneath. 
I thought about put, putting him on top, and I keep watching these replays. His mom was a turf horse. I know he's been wide in all these races, but he has a, I don't want to say a bad habit, but he just kind of flattens out a little bit. He puts in this giant move and then flattens. And to me, it, it seems more like a, like a turfy turn of foot and then that's it. Which is great in like a one-mile turf race or a mile and an eighth turf race. Mile and a quarter in the derby. I'll use him underneath. I'm not going to use him. I, maybe he's a, a backup, but I, I doubt it. Uh, practical move. I've gone back and forth on. I am landing on throwing him out. He has paired up by our tops of 100, which is something that most of these horses can't say. Um, typically, this would be a horse that I would really like. I, I can't get past something, and I've, I've said it a few times. Caleb Keller brought it up to me weeks ago. He goes, watch practical moves races. I go, oh, yeah, he's got, he gets good trips. No, no, no. He's, he is slow out of the gate. And I, I just wonder. Now, maybe it won't matter because he's got Skinner to his inside and he's got Disarm to his outside, neither of which have any kind of early gas. I just, I, I do wonder if that ends up compromising him and maybe all of a sudden, without the candy trips, we don't get the best version of him. Uh, disarm underneath. He's been training too well for me to completely throw him out. Sun Thunder, underneath. I don't, I can't convince myself to use a piece of him, I think, as a backup. But absolutely, two, three, four underneath. Blinkers go on. I like the vibes around this horse. I've talked about it. The Risen Star, he had a great trip. But I think that's more actually what he is. The Louisiana Derby, no pace, draw a line through it. Bluegrass, he got stopped on the far turn, draw a line through it. I think Sun Thunder's a good horse. Forte, I'm going to... Uh, use him everywhere and he will certainly be a backup if I choose to add another A it may be him I don't think he's a great win bet I do think he is a likely winner I think the draw is ideal for him you know it's easy to say there won't be any excuses I mean shit they're, they're going to run the race and 15 things can go wrong for any of these horses but I just don't I don't know that they could have drawn up a better scenario leading into the race than what we're looking at right now with Forte. He's a good horse. Do I love him? No. But I, I could absolutely see him winning Saturday night. Dermasodagake. Going to use him everywhere. If I added another A, it may be him on the off chance that he that the Japanese just continue to dump on us. Or not just us, but internationally, that they just keep going out there and looking like you know, otherworldly creatures. I think his draw is ideal. If nobody to your inside wants to go, Lemaire puts you on the lead. If a few of them want to go, you sit third or fourth. You know, you sit kind of the American Pharaoh trip three, four wide in the clear, and you have every chance. I, I know some folks are whispering that maybe the distance isn't going to be his friend. I'm not worried about it. Um, I, I just think he's a, a quality horse. I'm going to use him everywhere and possibly, possibly as an A. That leaves one other horse. And this is not a scientific poll. But if everyone that I have chatted with and the first half of the Monster Pod that I've listened to are any indication, Angel of Empire is going to be 4-1. to one. 
And I'm going to pick him. I just, I don't see many knocks with this horse. Doesn't mean something can't go wrong, that he can't find trouble, or for whatever reason he doesn't fire. I want a horse that I think is finishing at a mile, a mile and a quarter. Not one that I'm hopeful can get it. I have no, no issue, no question whatsoever with him getting the distance. He powered down the lane in Arkansas. I mean, think about this. He's got a mile and an eighth twice in his career. Two totally different racetracks. At the fairgrounds, he has final eighth of a mile in 1285, according to Formulator. That, that's moving. In Arkansas, he got his final quarter in 1212. That's bordering on a turf final eighth. And he's going 48 to the half. He is one of the few horses that I feel extremely confident that if this thing turns into a matter of at the top of the lane, you line up, let's say, four of them across the track, and it's who can get to the wire first from there, I put him at the top of the list. He's got Brad Cox. He's got Flavian Pratt. He's my pick. I'm going with Angel of Empire to win Derby 149. He is currently a lone A in multi-race bets. Maybe Derwin gets added. Maybe Forte gets added. Still got a few days to kind of chop that up. This is only Tuesday night. But uh, Angel of Empire is going to be the pick. He will certainly be a lone A, I think, as far as the, the Oaks Derby double is concerned. I'm thinking going a little deeper if I do choose to go that route for the two-day pick six, which is now a dollar with 15% takeout. Day of, you know, I guess it depends really what the rest of the card looks like. Um, but Angel of Empire is where I'm going to go. And as I said, fair warning, I, d- I don't think we're getting 8-1. to one. I think we're going to be closer to 4-1 to one than 8-1, to one, put it that way, if you like the source. There you have it. My thoughts on the 2023 Kentucky Oaks and Kentucky Derby. South Lawn for me in the Oaks, Angel of Empire for me in the Derby. Let me know your thoughts beneath the video player on YouTube or on Twitter at Bernier underscore Matt, Wednesday, coverage, FanDuel TV Plus from Churchill Downs, uninterrupted, commercial free. Just download the app. It's free. Do it on your TV. Have some fun. Thursday for me is a meeting day. Got some interviews that need to be taken care of. And then Friday, Saturday, Oaks and Derby. Some combination of Peacock, USA, and NBC. I will leave that up to you to do your homework to find out where we are. But it's one of those three spots for the duration. Uh, As always, thank you for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe, thumbs up, thumbs down. Questions, comments, concerns, you know the drill. Uh, Feedback, you want to hear more of other things, less of other things, whatever it may be. I will not do another pod next week. I'm off next week. I'm shutting it down. I've been on the go since January. Going home Sunday morning. We are shutting it down for a good week to 10-ish days before I go to Baltimore for the Preakness. There will be another pod there for the Preakness, and then I'll come back and I'll shut it down again. We're going to take another week. There might be a pod there. Probably won't, but we'll get to that point. I'll think about it when we get closer to Preakness. First things first, enjoy Derby and Oaks this weekend. And we'll come back in a couple weeks and see who will be going for the second leg of the American Triple Crown at Pimlico. Until then, 
Best of luck however you play, whatever you play, and wherever you play. This has been episode 158 of the Matt Burger Show.